0: Amen. Uh, that I've been given to just to also contribute what the, the subject here uh, uh, spiritual disciplines amen I when I was reading through and uh, material and scriptures um, to deal with the things that have been given I mean there was a lot that the Bible had to say about spiritual discipline that I was ignorant of. And the likelihood is that most of us are ignorant of. Amen. It's things that we don't, we don't practice. It's things that we don't do. But they are there in Scripture. Amen. And so I felt so overwhelmed because of a lot of information that I, I have to share with you. Um, But at the same time, I have to compress it because of time. Amen. So, I have been tasked to talk about meditation, solitude, and service. Meditation, solitude, and service. Amen. You know, when uh, when I went through solitude, I was shocked because I did not think of solitude as something that can be spiritual. Um, Or a spiritual discipline but because as I observe the scriptures especially when they talk about Christ I mean Jesus is the one person who who wanted time alone he spent a lot of time alone yes you can say Jesus was performing miracles was preaching was teaching but on a balance Jesus spent a lot of time alone amen so I'm going to go through these. Uh, I hope that I'll be able to cover the necessary things in our genius Christians, our who, who are built up, who become mature in practicing or doing the things that God has said we must do. Amen. And at the end of the day, it's, it's for our benefit. Uh, for instance, they just talked about the issue of simplicity. I had a personal experience when I went to Lesotho and I, I like relating this message. Lesotho, yeah, okay. Lesotho for a mission. I got to experience how modest life is in Lesotho. That for me, living in Joburg, my phone is important because I need to now and then engage on WhatsApp, engage on Facebook. But for people in Lesotho, Net, even if I want a network, life goes on without network, without uh, Facebook. No, that's, that, that's true. You, you go into another context and that's what you get to experience. A simple life. And there's nothing wrong with not having the things that other people are having and are absorbed into. And it was a freeing experience for me to experience such a Modest life. The jobbing life is a busy life. You know, you've got work, you've got family, you've got WhatsApp, social social media, valet. It's part of your life. It consumes your time. And so you live. You don't get to enjoy living your life. You, say, you tend to be a slave of things, slave of work, slave of social media. And so that experience was life changing for me. Uh, Because I was living amongst a people that were simple and that were not absorbed with a lot of things. They are not useful. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's get down to speaking about uh, meditation. Meditation. So biblical meditation, basically, meditation in and of itself is not necessarily uniquely Christian meditation there are other religions meditation uh, the forms of yoga what they call yoga it's a form of meditation people get to meditate whatever they are doing whatever they experience amen but when you speak about biblical med- meditation we need to understand for a biblical medi- meditation Amen. So it's something that is scriptural for us because it's practiced differently from how other religions are practicing it. So they practice meditation, but for us, biblical or spiritual meditation is something we have got an understanding where it is governed by the word of God. And it's practiced within the confines. Amen. So what is meditation? To meditate. So to meditate according to the scripture. is to contemplate on the word of God. So it's it's a thought process. So that your mind is engaged in thinking about the word of God. Amen. Secondly, it's allowing the scriptures to occupy your thoughts. Again, ultimately, you know what is written in Romans chapter 12, where it speaks about what the renewal of the mind. There can be no renewal of the mind apart from the study of the word of God. How now so I get a meditation within a scriptural or a biblical context without the word of God because the word of God in meditation. So for us, there's no meditation without the word of God. We don't think our own thoughts. We don't get busy with other things to think about our, our problems, for instance. Of course, it does not mean that we don't have problems. But really, it's the fact that we want to fix our eyes on Jesus. It's it's the fact that we want to ground our faith, our lives, and not on anything else. Amen. So we don't empty our minds in meditation. We fill them with the word of God. It's It's not a time of emptying yourself. Yes, you can empty yourself of the things that are not in line with the word of God. But at the same time, It's a time of filling yourself, your thoughts, your mind with Mudim. Amen. So the intention is to stimulate thoughts, godly thoughts. Godly thoughts and to have a deeper understanding of God. So you are essentially aligning your thinking, your mind. At the end of the day, we live in a world. And a world has got a way, a certain way of thinking, of doing things. So we're not, not going to be conforming to what the world thinks. Most of the time, in fact, we go against what, how the world thinks. And so you need to strengthen your position on the things that you believe. On the word of God. Because the world is opposed to you as a child of God. Amen. And there are a lot of things before they can happen in real life. They can translate into life. So it can be defeated in the mind because you have got a false thinking, a wrong thinking. Amen. And be defeated in life because your thoughts are not in line with the word of God. Amen. So it's to have these godly thoughts that are informed by Linsula Mudim. So you are having the thoughts that are informed, by having a worldview that is informed by the word of God. Oh. Amen. So there's a well of wisdom which is a present treasure for God's children. There's a pool, there's, there's enough of wisdom in God's way than we think. Let me put it that there's sufficient wisdom for you to make the decisions that you need to make in life in light of the word of god so sometimes we tend to prefer how we think than how god thinks so you are you are always presented with those alternatives that you can decide to do something that is not in line with the word of god or you can decide to do something that is in line with the word of god it's preferring god's wisdom It's about preferring god's wisdom above your own wisdom amen so meditation helps you because there are things that ring. Remember, you have to do, you have to decide on things that ring. They have to be informed by the word of God. We live by scripture. We live by the word of God. So scripture for us is not something that we only preach; it's something that we live. So in Islam, mudimu telo terror it up to live. Because it's useless to just hear the word of God and not do anything about it. It's futile. Amen. Uh, the other definition is having deep reflection, having a deep reflection on the promises of God. So, it's futile. Amen. So for you have to meditate on those promises. So for your life. The word of God is filled with promises for your life. So we ought to occupy ourselves, our mind, with those promises to keep our hope and faith alive. So re. We meditate, count your blessing one by one. One by one. So it's that moment where you, in essence, counting your blessings, counting the promises that God has made with regards to your life. So that's that's meditation. You're thinking the thoughts of God. So it's about contemplating on the word of God, allowing the scriptures to occupy your, your, your thoughts, And also to deeply reflect on the promises of God that are in Scripture, in the Word of God. For surely those things, the Lord promised us, shall come to fulfillment. And those are the things that we should occupy ourselves with and think about. Amen. Amen. So, biblical meditation is first and foremost scriptural. Meditation in and of itself is not a uniquely Christian practice and exercise. As I said... There are many religions, there are many people who do meditation, but for us, there's something completely unique. One is because it means the whole practice should be done within the confines of the word of God. So for us, biblical, biblical meditation is something that is done in line with the word of God. We don't do it like other religions or faiths do, but we practice it within what God has written in his word amen it means the exercise should be done through involvement and usage of scripture at the end of the day you are meditating upon the word of god you are contemplating upon the word of god you are occupying your thoughts on god's promises and there's absolutely no way that you can know what god has for your life unless you go to scripture unless you if you go to his word amen Meditation is not to be done in isolation with other spiritual disciplines. So this, this the, I mean, as he was dealing with uh, the, 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 the disciplines that I was thinking, it's not possible for these um, disciplines to be practiced in isolation. For instance, meditation cannot be done without a commitment to studying and reading the word of God. So it means that you must be a committed reader of the Bible. How can your mind be renewed? Ekancha Amen. So it's important. You can't practice them in isolation. Solitude, basically, Leona, I'm going to extensively deal with it. Leona, you can't practice solitude. Solitude is not about just being alone. Because practically, we are never really alone. Because God is everywhere, right? It's done with the intention of engaging and drawing more to God. I'm getting ahead of myself. Amen. But the point of the matter is this. We cannot practice these disciplines in isolation or independently. They are meant to be practiced interconnectedly. Amen. All spiritual disciplines are interrelated biblically and practically. So positively this is done so that our lives are lived in balance for the sake of our sanctification and spiritual maturity so bo pilo ba rona ho tlamela in a balanced fashion sika ba muthelo re nngwa ba le ntšila meditate kapo o rapela ho lumpane ha o ba juan ntšila modimo rapela joang thato ya modimo o sa ba le ntšila modimo thapelo tsa hao ba ha o rapela ho ya ka ntšila ya modimo o rapela ho ya ka di amen so that's why i'm saying it is impossible you, you can't pray apart from your knowledge of God you can't, you can't trust God whom you don't know you can't trust God whom you don't know trust is a is is a how can I put it knowledge is a function of trust am I correct in saying that so there can be no trust without knowledge otherwise it would be foolish to trust something that you don't know Amen so all spiritual disciplines are interrelated, biblically and practically. So they ought to be practiced in harmony, in balance. So study the word of God, and meditate on the word of God, pray upon the word of God, the promise that God has made. So all these things must be done in order to make sure your your life is sanctified. This is about your sanctification. How do sanctification? Sanctification to be sanctified. Remember we are from the world but now we are in the process of being made holy or to conform into the image of Christ. But we cannot have the mind of Christ apart from the word of God and apart from the renewal of the mind which we get from meditation. So the mind has to be renewed because the mind that is being renewed is conforming is becoming like the mind of Christ so that ultimately would have thought we have got our own thoughts and there is the thought of Christ there is the mind of Christ so as Christians it's all about having these thoughts ruling and governing our minds, the thoughts of Christ amen that is having the mind of Christ we don't have the mind of Christ if we just praying without the word of God and meditating without the word of God amen So, negatively, in in order to avoid spiritual deficiency, bad spiritual diet. Bad spiritual diet. Because you will get sick spiritually if you do not balance out these things. Amen. Just like physically, you need certain nutrients in your body for your body to be well balanced, to be healthy. Amen. So, to balance your spiritual diet, you have to be a person that meditates upon the Word of God, that uh, studies the Word of God, that uh, practices solitude, uh, simplicity. Amen. So that we, at the end of the day, we free ourselves from the world. Because the freedom that we have, or the freedom that you have to exercise, is the fi- freedom. Amen. So that, as we, we are not controlled by things. We are not ruled by things, we are not enslaved by things, we are not addicted to things. We have got the capacity within us to be addicted, and therefore we become addicted to things, can become addicted to literally anything. Anything can be your God. That's idolatry. It can be ruled by anything. Amen. Can be ruled by fame, it can be ruled by money, can be ruled by sex. All these things have got the potential that's, that's all amen so just a few advantages of meditation and then I'll just go through the scriptures because they the issue of meditation handle. amen a growth in the knowledge of and understanding of God. So how when you meditate upon the word of God, you grow in God's knowledge. And inheritance Amen. Knowledge of the word of God it's our portion, it's our inheritance. And in understanding. Amen. It's one thing to have the knowledge of God, it's one thing also to understand the word of God and how you practically apply it to your life. Amen. So, how do we wisely, how do we wisely apply the word of God in our lives? How does the word of God inform our lives on a day-to-day basis? Not just when you come to church. But tomorrow, Monday, whenever and wherever. Does the word of God govern and rule your life? So these things are meant for us to live a spiritually fruitful life. A spiritually fruitful life. Amen. To strengthen trust in God. Amen. So how, how meditate upon the word of God? Like, how how it is for cola. What's going to yes. okay. help the yeah. uh, 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 be there for you? to fight your own spiritual battles. Amen. Pastors will not always be there to fight your own spiritual battles. And so, it's very crucial strengthen your faith in God's way so that in tough times, in difficult times, you know what it means to have faith in God. You know what it means to have trust in God. Amen. So, your Christianity is not artificial. As in to a lorem, show moon, a how yakalit, how tabue, yes, a beta, I'm paning, how dear lady to meloya fellayanya male. Amen. Uh, for progressive sanctification or facilitator in twin a hour or halalit, we are creating a conducive environment in your inner world for your own benefit for your own sanctification so that you can become more and more like christ to be christ-like to be godly we don't become godly through our own efforts god has placed amen so it's very important because sanctification you know a person can be saved and grow in spiritual maturity within a year because they are doing the things that you and I who have been saved for 10 years have ignored so spiritual maturity because we are engaging in God's word in the things that God has, uh, has said we must engage on but if you ignore these things You are delaying your maturity in Christ. So you can find a person who has been saved for 10 to 20 years, but still being a spiritual infant, a child spiritual. Amen. Immature Christians. Yes, you have been saved for long, but however, it seems you have not been observing the things that God has said in his word. You have ignored God's wisdom in preference of your own wisdom. Amen. For our mental health and welfare. Yes. Our mental health and welfare. As Christians, no one is immune to mental illnesses. So worry can escalate into depression if we do not guard our minds against the word of God. So that you don't become overwhelmed by the worries of life, because the worries of life have the potential to depress us, yeah. to affect our mental well being. Yeah. Amen. why it's a. So, in the renewal of the mind, is to help us to have a, a mental, mental health and welfare. Amen. To enhance fellowship with God, to enhance. At the heart of it these things are done because we are worshipers of god so fellowship and communion of god when when you meditate and study the word of god is because you understand that god is seeking such worshippers who will worship him in truth and in spirit but for us to ignore what god has placed at our disposal Amen. So to enhance fellowship with God, having more time for God, for every time is God's time, but we have got a tendency of not spending more time with God because we are spending time with other things or doing other things. We claim to love God, but yet we don't want to spend time with Him. You claim to love, to, you say God is your lover, but you don't spend time with your lover. It's a contradiction to say that it's not possible. If you love God, you spend time, you want to understand, you want to know God. You want to grow in trust in a relationship with Him. Amen. So overall, the overarching purpose of meditation is worship of God. Amen. So, Amen. I'm not sure if I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be able to finish all these things, because it's a lot. Amen. So where we find uh, the word meditation is used in several places, but I'll just help you with just a few, um, two verses to be dealt with. One is found in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, the other is found in Psalm chapter 1 verse 2. And I'm just going to be explaining uh, this text of scripture. Amen. Joshua, how if man in Joshua chapter 1 verse, uh, verse 8 says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success amen this book of the law shall not depart from from your mouth but you shall do what meditate on it so the children of uh, of israel understood this and this was what was instructed to them to meditate upon the book of the law, amen, day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written, all, all that is written, everything that is written in it. So our quest, our our goal is to be obedient to all that God has said in his word, to totally submit to his word. Amen. For then you will make your your way prosperous. I, I, when I was reading this scripture, I got to understand who at the end of the day, this is for my own benefit. This is for my own benefit. This is for my own advantage. I, it, it mulim, it Amen. Amen. Then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. I mean, this is a proper definition of prosperity and success because this starts with you, with what you have to do within yourself for your well being spiritually. Amen. Okay. So, the, the book of the law that is referred to here is the Pentateuch, which had the moral law, the civil law and the ceremonial law for instance the first five books of the bible they talk more about the relationship uh, between god and his people israel the relationship uh, between themselves amen and basically their spiritual practices or their religious practices amen so so the, the book of the law is in, uh, entails the law of God. That is God's revelation of how he desired to govern his people. So when you look at the law of God, we are looking at how God wanted to govern his people according to his own will. That's That's the law of God. It's an expression of how God wanted to govern and to rule his people. And so, he wanted them to understand, to know, and to understand how they are to be ruled by him. How he is to be lord of the, over their lives. How he is to be king over their lives. Amen. So, it's it generally referred to as, as preceptive law, precepts. It's codified. You hear the moral law and then you you, thou shalt not thou shalt not thou shalt not amen that is the law of god that's how god desired to govern his people so there was nothing inherently wrong with the law but there was ev- everything wrong with us with human beings so the law is not inherently wrong because it comes from god okay I, i'm gonna deal with that when i deal with uh, just explaining of what the Apostle Paul has said in Romans chapter 7 verse 12. Amen. By extended application, it's referring to the whole scope of the knowledge of of God's knowledge as contained in the Bible. So when we look at the scriptures, at the word of God in general, and it's meant for our instruction, for our growth in the Lord, for our knowledge of god it still has to do with how god wants to govern our lives personally amen, amen. It, it has to do with how god on a daily basis remember it said day and night meditation day and night but i can't envision meditation that is done apart from the word of god it means day and night For there's no meditation without God's word. So they must go hand in hand. Amen. So it was for the purpose of instructing and guiding God's people on how they should live. Amen. So centrally, God's word was to be the occupation of the minds of God's people. So this was to be their vocation. This was to be something that on a daily basis, consistently, they would uh, occupy themselves with. For we cannot live spiritually fruitful apart from God's word. Apart from me, says Jesus, the incarnate word, you can do nothing. So there's no spiritual fruitfulness without these exercises. Without practicing meditation, you are depriving yourself of being spiritually fruitful and productive. Amen. Amen. So it was for the purpose of instructing and guiding God's people on how they should live. Uh God's people were, were instructed to practice God's people were instructed to practice meditation. There's the there is the aspect practice meditation. So, now we are supposed to be medit- meditatory in our devotion. So, when, you, when we engage in devotion, part of the things that you're supposed to do is to meditate upon the word of God. Amen. So, this was their daily vocation, this was their daily uh, occupation. Amen. They were to consistently read, confess, and meditate God's word. It says here, but you um, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So it was to be one's occupation, yeah, confession yeah high. So man. Are you We are speaking God's wisdom. When you speak the word of God, you are speaking the wisdom of God. You are speaking the wisdom of God into your situation. So this book of the law, it says, shall not depart. Shall not depart. In other words, it was to be a constant occupation of one's confession. So when you confess, you confess what? God's word. You're speaking God's word. So the word of God is something that you ought to speak on a daily basis, practically anywhere and everywhere. Amen. And this was done with a with humble obedience to God's word. Listen to what the scripture says, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written. You may be careful. It's referring to what humble obedience faithful obedience to god at the end of the day as i said it's about preferring the wisdom of god than yours i know you are smart enough that you can decide to do certain things but there's god's way of doing things and to properly do things god's way you have to have you need to have the knowledge of god at your disposal The spirit does not function apart from the word of God. And so in order for the spirit of God to aid you in your life on a daily basis in your struggles apply the word of God. It's God's wisdom. It's God's way. Expressed in scriptures. Amen. So it was to be done with humble obedience to God's word. So that you may be careful to be cautious. Attentively. Attend to God's word. Carefully apply the word of God in your life. Amen. For then you will make your way what? Prosperous. We often like jumping into prosperity and talking about prosperity and success. But we neglect the means of getting there in a godly way. Amen. Because we do things through our own means. We achieve what we achieve and we cannot begin to even attribute it to grace. You will say it's by grace but you know we had to sacrifice something that is of more value, fellowship with God in order to get it. And that is not to say you should not work hard or you should not pray. Amen. But that is to say you should keep your life in balance. And do things according to the wisdom of God. But Shaliba Mudim waited in towi agabo Shali ba Mudim. Obloom kubgang kulunku. Amen. So it was from this whole activity that God will dispense His blessings and prosper His people. Kiti laelo remudimu onato outra atleisa lo shofata watuba hai. Mudimu shofata ing. In, uh, obedience. We nehelo. If I may say. Amen. Mudimu tolofata in obedience. Kolofata Mudimu dilocate moy Loring Obedience. Obedience to Linsula Mudimu. How mamela Linsula Mudimu? You are a candidate for God's blessings. And you are a candidate for God's prosperity. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 1. Uh, chapter 1 verse 2 but okay we can read from verse 1 just verse 1 and 2 blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in what? The law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Same message that is being conveyed. The point of the matter is that these things have to be, meditation has to be practiced consistently. Amen. Amen. So God's law is meant to be a delight to God's people. This is what the scripture is saying here. His delight is in the law law of the Lord. You pride yourself. You delight yourself in the law of God. Delight yourself in what? In God and he? The desires of your heart. Delight first before he can give you What is God-given desires? So the desires that are referred to there is not your own desires, your own selfish desires. It's God-given, godly desires. So God through His Spirit is able to generate within you these desires. So in order for you how can I put this? In order for you to live a fulfilled life, you have to delight yourself in the law of God. You have to delight yourself in God himself. Delight yourself in the, law, in, in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. So there's nothing, as I said, there's nothing inherently wrong. But everything wrong with our own position, our own condition. So in Romans chapter seven, verse twelve, the Bible speaks about the fact that the law of God. Let's go to Romans chapter, is this chapter seven, verse twelve. It says, "So the law is what is holy. So God's law is holy; it's a holy law." And the commandment is holy, and righteous, and good. And it's for our own benefit. So if we obey, if we meditate upon God's word, God's law, it's for our own benefit, for our own success, for our own prosperity. Amen. Amen. So God's law is meant for what? For our meditation. For us to meditate upon it. To contemplate. To think upon the promises that God has made for our lives. To fix our eyes on Jesus as the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Are there any questions? (laughs) So that I don't make it just uh, one way. So if you have any questions about meditation because we have we are, we are done. I mean meditation is there, there is a lot that can be said about meditation but it's just a snippet of what I wanted to share. Any questions? Any Anything that you would like to share? Amen. With regards to the idea of meditation. Comment or anything before we proceed to solitude? okay amen now we are going to solitude amen solitude alone so solitude is the state of being alone finding a solitary place for yourself to be away from people amen so it's the state of being alone it does not only suggest disengagement from social human interaction but a suspension of any form of busyness and daily activity. I on to and try to do it on a daily basis. And Okay. Okay. Amen. Okay, let me just cover the basic. Amen. So we'll cover this briefly because of time and then We'll have another opportunity to discuss it, amen. So it does not only suggest disengagement from social human interaction, that is, on a daily basis, you interact with people, you interact with family members, with your wife, with your children, with your friends. But you have to suspend that. When you engage in solitude, you are suspending that. But you are also suspending anything that you usually do on a daily basis. For the purpose, for the sole purpose of being alone with God. So it's not solitude for the sake of solitude. It's not being alone for the sake of being alone. It's being alone for the sake of being with God and spending more time with God. Anything else. Amen. Uh, this is to this is for the purpose of hearing God in silence. So you are silencing every noise. You are silencing everything, every voice, every human voice, every form of noise in your life. You are silencing that for the sole purpose of hearing God. Hearing God in silence. You are hearing God in silence. So it's a good time for self-introspection and self-examination to determine the condition of your own inner world. Sometimes we do not have a a proper time to reflect on our own inner world. The state of our own spiritual condition. You don't have time To examine, you don't have time to self introspect. So, solitude is that time where you have the opportunity to self introspect and to self examine for the purpose of what? Of assessing the condition of your inner world. Amen. Solitude as a spiritual discipline brings about health and well being to the spirit man. Health and you have to be healthy spiritually. So much as you are healthy physically, or you want to be healthy physically, and we do everything possible to be healthy uh, physically, that is the same, It, it, it applies in the same way with your spirit man. Amen. The spirit man has to be healthy, in a healthy condition. So solitude affords us that opportunity spiritually, internally, how we engage in solitude in meditation and studying of the word of god is to ensure that the spirit man is in health amen just like all other spiritual uh, other disciplines it ought to be practiced hand in hand with prayer with meditation um, through obedience. Amen. It's not aloneness for the sake of being alone. It's aloneness with God. Solitude is, 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 a, a, is a closet activity that is referred to in Matthew chapter 6 verse 6. When you pray, don't pray in public because you would have achieved, you will be justified before men. But when you pray, pray in secret with God for he is the one who will reward you. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'll pause here because of time. Uh, as I said, I had a lot to say about all these things. Then I was uh, I was assisted through my own ignorance because I've been ignorant that uh, solitude is a spiritual discipline for God's children. I know I do practice solitude, but not as I should. Amen. And so. God has helped me to come out of my ignorance in embracing the total ring or a light in Sin Lahai for our own benefit. Amen. God bless you.